Yo! Hey there. Welcome to the Worship Point Podcast. <laughs> oh, there's already music going. That's, yeah. Yeah. You, hopefully, you might have been right on tri- on, oh. on our rhythm with the music. That'd that be pretty be nifty. That'd be pretty sweet. We'll find out in post-editing. Yeah. Hey, guys. Welcome to episode seven of the Worship Point Podcast. Seven, of course, is... The number of completion. Yeah. Perfect number. Holy holy number? No, number of completion. Is it it? Yeah. So this is our last podcast. Yes. Thank you. Good completed it. No, no, we're just joking. We're having a blast recording these podcasts. And uh, so thank you so much for listening, checking it out. And um, I feel I get a good sense that we're that this community is growing a little yeah. bit. I feel like more and more people are checking out the podcast. And uh, that's very cool. And thank you guys always for the encouragement and kind words. We're starting to feel more of a warm feeling when we record this. Yeah. Instead of just empty loneliness. Yeah. So thank you guys for making us <laughs> feel a little more, a little more full um, with all this. Uh, we got some topics uh, we're going to jump into today, uh, as always. And uh, we will get to that. But first, first, Carson, what have you been up to, man? What have I been up to, man? Well, this past weekend, um, I just had a little bro trip. Yeah. And me and some some old roommates, we just got away. Okay. And uh, we went we went to a, a classy place called called Lead Hill. Lead Hill. It really is a cool place. Is um, it in Arkansas? Yeah, it's by Harrison. Okay. Which is also a cool town. Yeah, yeah. Um, despite what. Most of Arkansas says it's a great town. <laughs> I've never been there. I haven't heard. I haven't heard the rumors of. But so you, we'll just pass over okay. those rumors. So y'all had a brodeo. We had a brodeo. I like that a lot. <laughs> and so you went to Lead Hill. Lead Hill. So and what happened? So my friend Luke, Luke, loves. Well, how do I word this? Here, I'll start with this. Tark, what comes to your mind when I say the word bent and dip? <laughs> Say say what? Say it again. <laughs> Bit and dent. Bent and dent. <laughs> Bit and dent. Um, that sounds like something my grandma <laughs> uses on her dentures. <laughs> Is that right? Oh, sadly not. Um, All right. So what's the bent and dent? Bent and dent is what Luke rambled on for three hours in this car ride. He wouldn't tell me anything about it. He says, "Oh boy, we're going to bent and dent." <laughs> and so. We pull up, and we, we met our friend Joey, our, our good friend Joey, who lives, lives in Lead Hill. We met him up there. Yeah. And so we get out of the car, and me and, me and Aaron go to give Joey a big old hug. Well, Luke just takes off right in a bit and bit. <laughs> and when I get there, um, well, obviously I can see when I, what it is when we pull in the parking lot, and it's, it's, a, it's a grocery store. Okay. Oh, okay. It's all the excitement for grocery store. Oh, okay. So it's like... Um like the movie Big Daddy. Do you ever see that movie where, where he's uh he's he's shopping for uh, groceries and he throws, he throws the cans on the oh. grounds and <laughs> yeah. uh, and gets the the uh, the discount. He teaches his little kid how to do that. It's not that. It's it's basically like that. Oh okay. It's where all the yeah. It's where all those cans. All those cans go to rest. <laughs> to rest until they get sold after their expiration date. Expiration date. Um, <laughs> And so I looked at Joey, who lives there, and I said, do you ever go here? He goes, no, only when Luke comes in town. That's the only thing he wants to do. <laughs> and so we get in there, and 
I I did. They they had some they had some dumb deals. Yeah. And uh, I got enough breakfast bars to last me for a year. Nice. And then Luke bought three grocery carts full. Literally <laughs> filled up the back of the car. <laughs> it's great. Not uh, like non-perishable. No, there was definitely perishable. <laughs> you could buy turkey meat in there for two dollars a pound. Where did he keep this in the back the back of his car? I guess you kept it at your friend's house until you. Well, no. You had it had a cooler. No. Oh. <laughs> wait, wait, is this stuff expired already? Yeah. <laughs> Every bit of it. No. And he bought turkey? No, I, he didn't buy it, but it was there. Oh, okay. It was there. I wanted to get a sandwich, but then I got a little scared. Yeah. But yeah, so it was it was a great experience. Um, but anyway, we, we went up there to, to have a have a bro weekend, and we shot some guns. Oh, okay. So I hate shooting guns. Yeah. Always have because they're just really loud and they kick. Yeah. And I never hit the target. So unless it's a deer, I was I was sometimes pretty good at hitting that. Okay. But um, but yeah, we, we shot an AK forty seven. Okay. Ooh. AR fifteen, not an AK thirty seven. Okay. Not that. Not quite a, as impressive. That's my knowledge of guns. There you go. Yeah. It was an AR fifteen, which is still a tactical weapon, <laughs> but it, it kicked like a BB gun. Nice. Yeah, the kicking those guns at kick are just terrible. Do you did you shoot it like targets or you just shoot it at random? Oh, we stuff? did. We shot some tannerite. Some some what? You know what tannerite is? No, it's explosive. Well, you, shot, you shot an AR fifteen at explosives. It was incredible. This is a total bro weekend for sure. It was Benton Dent expired food and guns. Did you so? Did you guys do a lot of hunting? Like. Did your dad make you like force you to go hunting, or did you like enjoy to go hunting? Did you is that something you look forward to? Well, I I enjoyed hunting because like you know like good time with your daddy. Yeah, and like stepping where he steps in the woods and yeah. learning all the tricks and the trades, and that was always like a great time, except for just the stupid loud guns. <laughs> I hated it. Like we have a home video of Cody holding. This huge pistol, or not pistol, a huge rifle when he was like 10 years old. And he's just out there crying. Just, oh. I don't want to shoot it, Dad. <laughs> no. And Dad is like, be quiet. Shoot the dang gun. <laughs> so even Cody doesn't really like guns, huh? Yeah. So, so you, did your dad traumatize you guys? No. Or no. was it just the loud guns? You just. It was just, it was just shooting was. But more so when I was, we were just little kids. Yeah, right. Little kids holding these big old guns. But as we sit in this room that we're sitting in, yeah, you can obviously see the trophies from all of our hard work. Yeah, there's we're sitting in the Deerhead Studios. Deerhead Studios, which is Cody's Cody's studio here, and uh, there's a couple couple of n- real nice looking deer on the wall. What uh, did did you kill either of these? I I killed neither. I killed oh. neither of these. Okay. Um, did Cody Cody co- kill both of them? Well. No, dad, dad killed one, and then Cody killed the biggest one. Oh. A quick little story on that. You know, I that that fine morning that this, that this lovely deer ended its life, or had its life ended. Had its life ended. Had its life ended. <laughs> I had gotten up. I'd gotten up with my father and went out hunting. You know, we woke up at like 4.30, got ready, went out in the woods all morning. Yeah. Well, nothing. We didn't see anything. So we walk back to the house, yeah. and right as we get to the house, we have a pond behind the house, and there's this beautiful buck just standing right there on the pond bank. 
wide open. I'm holding a, I'm holding a freaking gun in my hand, <laughs> and I say, "Dad, we've been we've been looking for this deer for three years." Oh, it's like a legendary. Yeah, deer? it was a legend. Like people from all over the county knew about this deer. Oh my goodness! And so, I was sitting there holding the gun. I'm like, "Dad, it's the last day of season," and he said, "No, son, this one's for your brother." No. Yeah. Where, so, where was Cody? Cody. Yeah. Where was Cody? Cody was in bed asleep. Didn't even want to go in that morning. So I'm sitting there. My world has just ended. <laughs> and while dad goes in there and wakes Cody up, they stick two rifles out the back window and, and pop him. So, so Cody literally woke up out of bed. Yeah. You put a gun in his hand and he shot the legendary deer. The legendary deer. Without leaving the house. Man. Doesn't that sound like a hard day's work? And you missed out. And you were up. You put in the hard work. Uh, yeah. Of sitting really quiet really in quiet, a deer stand. Because that is a lot of work. And then, and then Cody you didn't took the prize. It. it looks good. Looks good on the wall here. It does. We'll take a we'll t- we'll snap a picture of it and post it on our uh, Facebook uh, podcast page for you guys to check out the legendary deer. Did y'all ever give it a name or anything? No. I, I don't have really any anything good to say about him. <laughs> I'm a little still bitter. You're still a little bitter about it? Like He's kind of looking at me right now, and he's saying, Carson, <laughs> you should have been the one. You think he's really thinking that? I think so. He's kind of got like a sly look. <laughs> so when he looks at Cody, he's like, you sucker. <laughs> you sucker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so you had a good, but overall, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good brodeo. It was a good brodeo. Good bro weekend. Um, what bit, about Ben Dent? Ben Dent. And guns. And guns. It was great. Um, yeah. I don't condone for public service now, so I do not condone shooting tannerite. Thank you for saying that. There's a there's a lot of danger that goes into that. Yeah. Thank you for public yes. service announcements. We'll also stay, send, stay safe out there, kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, what about you? Oh man, what about me? Uh, I'm I'm right. I'm like in coach mode right now. Coach mode. My uh, my son Dallas plays baseball. Okay. Here in Conway and. We had a game tonight. Uh, it was pretty exciting. It was really actually. Let me let me start back. It was really boring <laughs> for the <laughs> for the first three innings. Um, like no That's runs. A time. Yeah, it was it was it was pretty bad. <clears throat> if I'm just gonna be honest, Dallas's team should have just destroyed this other team. Uh, you could just tell yeah. like they they just didn't have like a lot, and their pitcher was throwing the ball so slow like. Incredibly put it right there for him. But no one could hit it. Like it was the craziest thing. Like no one on on Dallas's team could could That's hit ridiculous. the ball. So it was just it was that like yeah you know you've yeah. seen that where it's like so you're constantly just, <gasps> yeah they're like swinging and then the ball passes like one of those and so uh, so it was really boring for the first three innings and then uh, then Dallas's team put put together some hits and okay. scored. They went up three to two. Dallas had to come in and pitch. Um, in the fourth inning, and so that's a little, you know, that's as a dad, that's a little nerve wracking because yeah. like your son, like you want that's him to his, do good, his moment. and he hasn't he hasn't really pitched very much, and uh, he came in in the <laughs> the first batter that Dallas faced, actually the first pitch that he threw, the first batter cranked one to the outfield, um, and I was like, uh oh, like this this could this could get bad. So first pitch, first batter cranked one to cranked the outfield, got, gets on first base. He only got he only got to first though. Then Dallas struck out the next two, oh, okay. two batters. So All he right. stepped it Redemption. up. But then they uh, he had a he had a wild pitch. Runner went home and scored, 
uh, went home and scored. So tied the game three to three. We're going into the, like the time limits about to wind up. Yeah. Um, all we need is one run, one yeah, run to yeah. win. We got down to two outs. Um, had a runner on first and second. Just trying to paint the picture. Just trying to paint the picture yeah. there for you guys. This picture. Two outs. Runners on first and second. Actually, two strikes on the batter. Oh gosh. And then, uh, then he threw another one, and uh, uh, another player on Dallas's team smoked one to the left field, oh, and uh, yeah, game winning uh, walk off hit, and it was it was pretty exciting. Even that, you know, even awesome. for even for like nine and ten year olds. <laughs> yeah. So it was really boring, but then it got exciting, and so that's what we've been up to. Today we're gonna get into um, something that. You know, last week we got into some some practicalities of of worship leading, and we were talking about ways to engage people um, and different tips and tricks and thoughts um, when it comes to practical ways to do that. T- today we're going to get into, I think, more of like a big picture idea, and I guess there is some practical some practical takeaways uh, into this. But I think at the end of the day, we just want. We want to help and encourage your, your minds to start thinking beyond this idea of a worship leader um, simply being like the lead singer of a band or a worship leader only being involved in music um, as a whole. You know, at the end of the day, like one, one of the things we believe, one of our, our core values, or I, I think that we find in our core values of Worship Point is uh, we believe that every follower of Jesus is a worship is, is should be a worship leader. Yeah. Um, they should they should view their lives um, as as that. Um, and and basically what we mean by that is everything that they do, everything that we do as followers of Christ, it it, it needs to have the end goal of that should always be to share Jesus or to point people to Jesus. Um, you know, the one who is worthy of praise. And so, so as we talk about that. What we want to get into tonight is is another one of our core values. That is that to be an effective worship leader, you need to know Jesus. You need yeah. to know God. How do we know God? We know God through Jesus. So that's 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 one uh, one way that we can you know 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 who know the heart of the Father, and uh, and then also just having the example set before us. Um, the second one, and that's what we're going to get into today. Our second core value is about sharing. Um, we believe to be an effective worship leader, you should um, you should be able to share what you know of God and what you've experienced um, with God, what you're walking through in your relationship with God. Yeah. Those things that should just be a natural outflow of your life is to mm-hmm. share Jesus with Him, and we do that. Yes, we do that in ways like leading music, um, playing music. But but listen, there's there are so many ways that that we can absolutely go about leading worship and sharing Jesus with people that that don't necessarily involve uh, being on you know being in yeah. a band even or being on a stage, and uh, so those are some of the things we want to get to today. Carson um, and I, we've the last couple of weeks we've we've uh, had an opportunity to to teach a class at a church in Cabot, and through this class uh, we're doing worship point basically teaching and we've been on this topic of sharing. Yeah. And so, so a couple of weeks ago, Carson gave this big idea of like, what does it mean to share and why do we share things in life and why should we share Jesus? And then last week I got a chance to, to talk about, okay, here are some practical things that we can do yeah. to share Jesus. So 
Um, so we just thought through this podcast, we, uh, we would do that. We would kind of just uh, tackle that, that issue or that topic and, um, and hopefully just push you guys, uh, push your minds and your hearts um, in a direction to, to think beyond the stage, um, to think beyond uh, even, even playing music. Although, again, we use those things, we do use those things to share, uh, share Jesus, but... That's, um, that's but, about 1% of what we share. Like, Yeah, if you, if you yeah. think about it, and I, we, we talked about this, um, with this in this class... You know, if let's say you are somebody who is on who who plays in a band, and you're maybe you you're for your church, or you go out and you do events. If you if you think about your life and the amount of time that you actually spend on a stage in front of people, yeah, compared to the amount of your life that you are off the stage, it doesn't. It's not even close, mm-hmm. right? It's not even close. Like you said, I, I don't know if it's t- specifically one percent, but it's <laughs> yeah. it's it's very tiny, um, very tiny. Because you know, if let's say you lead worship for your church and you're on stage for uh, let's say one or two services a week, some I know of some people who do, who do you know multiple more than that, but you're on stage really for an hour of time. Um, maybe not even that, to be honest, if you're playing like four or five songs, you're pr- really probably only on stage for 30 minutes. Right. Yeah. And so now that I know you put in time and you put in practice and you're playing music more, but if you think about your role as being in front of people, leading people, your time is real short on a stage. Yeah. But the amount of time that you spend, you, you we should be spending focusing our hearts and our directions and our attitude towards sharing Jesus off the stage, yeah, um, should should make a difference. What what are your thoughts on yeah, that? That's that's why we want to urge urge you guys constantly to to not find your identity in being a, a worship leader solely because you're on a stage, or solely because you can sing or play an instrument. Um, we are constantly sharing stuff, like like you said, um, yeah, and and we have the opportunity and the choice to share anything at any time. I mean, like you think about about every conversation you have you talk about stuff like yeah. it's just stuff and and you're sharing your experiences with one thing or the other thing or you're you're sharing your lack of experience with something um and you know like and then like what's the most like thing that's hands-on nowadays is, is on, like social media right they made it really easy with even a share <laughs> button like yeah it specifically says share on it yeah yeah i think i think a lot of our world um, if you if you really were to think about it, so much of what we do in life is share things. Yeah, like we even as we start every episode, we shared what we <laughs> did, like we did yeah. this past weekend or what we did tonight. Um, it, it, we have a natural, like we have a natural tendency to want to share experiences with people and share our stories with people, and so it's, it's it is a natural thing for what we do. But like you said, getting back to so much if we make if we make the stage our identity as worship leaders i i think we're going to struggle seeing the big picture of like what what we're really called to do and that's yeah. share share jesus in every area of our yeah. life at all times uh in all things that we do whether that's you know bro trips or yeah. coaching a baseball team I, I, my, I still have a responsibility to be a worship leader yeah in all of those areas of life and everything i do and that's what we want you guys to get your minds wrapped around too. And uh, so that's that's a great point. So Carson talked a little bit about uh, in his teaching uh, session uh, the the reason why we share things. Um, so talk a little bit about that. 
and and uh, and and I think that'll that'll kind of like lead us into eventually some practicalities of of ways um, we talk about uh, essentially talk about like sharing the stuff that we believe has has value. In yeah, our life. yeah. Like you, like the things that cause you to press the share button to your friends. Yeah, um, is because you have you've made a connection with that. Um, it has like affected you in a positive or negative way. Mm. Um, you like positive ways, like you made you laugh. You know. Yeah. You thought it was super cute, yeah. Or it's like a, a, a you shared a video about puppies. Yeah, yeah. Who wear clothes <laughs> or something? And so in my mind, I'm like, oh man, they need to see this because yeah. this just made me happy. Yeah, yeah. And so and that's not a bad thing. Like we, that's just a reason we share something. And there's just, there's loads of reasons that you you share. Like getting into more of like like the the heart behind sharing is. Like we, we constantly have a need to connect with things. Yeah. And so, you know, so, so we looked in, in the in the Bible and we, we were thinking through through teaching this stuff and uh, just kind of looked at, at the, a really good sharer. <laughs> yeah. And and in our minds, that's John the Baptist. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's a great example. So talk a little bit about, about John the Baptist and like, so his, his life was kind of marked by just that. Yeah. Um, idea of like it's not about him, but it's about sharing and pointing yeah. pointing to Jesus. So so John, John was in his day. Um, he had gone through the all like the education. And he he was a big time person. Like, yeah. Like usually back then the rabbis were people that like, when they walk through town everybody notices. Mm-hmm. Um, but but for John, you know, he lived in the in the in the wilderness and he had a huge following too. Yeah. Like. He made the important people from town come out to see who he was. Yeah. Because there was talk of like, hey, is this the Messiah? Mm-hmm. And so in the book of John, like the first words that come out of his mouth, like his dialogue, are the the rabbis from town come out and they say, hey, are you are you the Messiah? And the, like the first thing that he says is, no, I'm not. I'm not the Messiah. Like, well, are you Elijah? Because mm-hmm. no, I'm not even Elijah. Yeah. And so they can't even get anything out about who he is. And I, I I made this this kind of analogy of uh, like when when somebody of importance asks you who you are, mm. that's immediately like you have you are presented with a soapbox to to stand on your like your own two feet and like well I'm this and I'm that, and it's constantly like oh well I, I want to share with you who I am yeah and so here's John with the big dogs like the the celebrities of them <laughs> coming to him and like hey who are you. Yeah. Like if Brad if Brad Pitt walked up to me, he's like, "Hey, who are you? Who are you?" I'm yeah. like, "Oh, I'm Carson, and, and all this like all these good things about me." And I starred in God's Not Dead too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, but okay, and and I like that. Like I like what you're saying because because even even after they they talk they came and talked to John and they said, "Are you these things?" and he was like, "No, no, no, no," and they said. Then who are you? Yeah, he still didn't come back with them as to say, "Well, I'm John the Baptist. I'm this teacher out here." That's like his response when they finally like, "Well, who are you?" Yeah. Was I'm just a I'm the voice in the wilderness. Like I'm I'm just here to point the way to the coming Messiah. Yeah, like that was his his response. And so so even to your like to, to add to your point there is like his life was like. Was not he? Did he never took that soapbox or that yeah. that platform and said, "Okay, here's my chance to say who I am." It was like yeah. 
I am who I am because I'm here to do this. Yeah, and, so. and so like you got to ask why would he why would he do that? Yeah, because that was so backwards. Yeah, and if if, if the reason we share things because we have a connection with something, then he obviously had a connection with the Messiah that was worth not taking any glory for himself. Yeah, which is which is crazy because it's so against society. Like a lot of our perception of somebody is, hey, do they have a lot of followers on Instagram or like? Do they have a big following? Yeah, you're right. And and when you go on and like read their bio, it's like, oh, all these things that I can do and, and look at me and and that's just that's just what our society looks to. And yeah. and that's what the, that society looked to. The same yeah. thing. It's not different because it was two thousand years ago. But um You you had uh, you had brought up the um kind of like the idea of like where you work, you know, with the blue cell, yeah. like the mayor came in the other day yeah, yeah. or something like talk about that. I, a little I bit. work in downtown Little Rock um, in the business district. And so um, it's in a coffee shop and we just opened up. And so the, the both the owners are both kind of like just frantic about, about getting our name out there and, yeah. and meeting people. And so the mayor of Little Rock walks in he's a pretty big deal. The mayor of Little Rock. Yeah, absolutely. Capital of Arkansas. And he walks in and he's like, man, I like you guys. He enjoyed his <laughs> enjoyed his drink. He goes, "Are you the owner?" And I was like, "No, sir. These guys are." Mm. I look back over there, and they're all over there fixing their hair, and making sure their, their shirts not wrinkled and yeah. breath doesn't stink. And they come over and like, "Hey there!" And he says, "Well, who are you guys?" And it's right then, and, and not to not to say anything negative, but that was their opportunity to talk about all the things that they are and they're doing, mm. and talk about their their company. And so, just to drive home the point of when when important. When an important person comes to like you and ask who you are, mm-hmm. like what, wh- where does your heart go? Like, does it does it go to self promotion? Mm-hmm. Um, because like when you go on to the third chapter of John, his his problem his most famous words are like, well, he Jesus needs to become greater and I have to become less. Mm-hmm. So that's just one like one point of, of of the sharing of the more that we grow with Jesus, the less it becomes sharing about ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And that connection has to make up for that. I think you can go, you can go for a long time and, and point to Jesus from the stage. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're, if your whole, if the rest of your, your time not on the stage doesn't point to Jesus, then that doesn't really add up there. No, yeah, not at all. I like that a lot, man. And um, so, yeah, I, I think to kind of summarize uh, the why we share, and, and and that can be seen not only in um, like this this idea of like as a worship leader, we share things in general because we believe they have value. Yeah, um, they they have they have done something uh, worthy of adding value, or um, we want to pass on an experience. Like we want someone else to feel the way that we felt, or mm-hmm. to. Um, or to feel for us whenever we've gone through something traumatic or, or um, when we've gone through something funny, we, we want people to laugh with us, right? And so that's what so much about sharing is. It's, it's about, it's about um, wanting to share things of value. And uh, so, you know, I, I, we all do it. And uh, I shared a video the other day of a, a parrot who made really <laughs> amazing sounds. Uh, yeah. You know, and, and the reason I, I shared that, I don't, I actually don't share a lot on Facebook, but that morning, it just made me like happy. Like that video just made me happy, and uh, so I wanted other people to to experience that too. And so when we when we talk about this in the context of being followers of Christ and being worship leaders, 
what do we want to do is we, why do we want to share? We want to share to, to add value to people's life and, and to point to things that have value. Yeah. And so as, as cliche as it is, like no one brings more value to our lives than Jesus. No one has more value in, than Jesus. And so as worship leaders, our, our whole lives should be spent with this idea of like, okay, what am I doing to share and yeah. add value and add Jesus to people's lives? Um, and again, how, what am I doing off the stage? I, I yeah. think ultimately that's what we're getting to is how effective are we as worship leaders sharing Jesus off the stage? And, and so let, let's get into some practical things. This is, this is kind of what I, uh, I kind of fleshed out and talk through in my teaching time. And so hopefully these things will be maybe an encouragement to you yeah. um, tonight and, and just give, give some practical. I don't think I'm going to tell you anything that you probably don't already know, if I'm going to be honest. I'm not going to just like blow your mind with some, um, some crazy things. But I think sometimes it's good to hear just the basics and to be reminded of um, why we do what we do. So the, we said at the beginning, the goal is to always share Jesus I think at the heart of what it means to truly worship God, um, I, I always I always like to think of um, the Great Commandment. Yeah, Jesus was kind of pressed by some religious leaders, and they were just trying to trap him, like they always did, and uh, they were trying to uh, put a higher value on something, you know, and 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 so they they press Jesus and they ask him like, "What's the greatest commandment?" Jesus says, "Okay, here it is: love the Lord your God." Yeah. All your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. And then the second is equally important. You need to love your neighbor as you love yourself. Yeah. He says, no other commandments greater than these. Um, so what Jesus did there is he he encapsulated every commandment yeah. into into this this package deal. And he says Hey, it's it, at the end of the day, it's it's pretty simple. You guys have overcomplicated everything. <laughs> at the end of the day, it's this: love me with everything you have, every part of you, and and then love people with every part of you too. Yeah. And so when we talk about sharing and practical ways that we share, it ha- it stems from a heart of love for God, and then. I think it has, I mean, it has to be equally part love for God and then how we love other people and how we share, share Jesus with other people. And so here, here are some practical things for you guys to take away tonight or today or this morning. I don't know when you're listening to the podcast, but th- these are some practical, practical things. I have, I have really uh, three things. And so here's one. Um, we need to use our words, use our words. I think one of the most powerful things that we could we could do as worship leaders, share our story, yeah. like just share your story, um, the way that God has moved and worked and changed your life. If you look at most people, this is a struggle. I, I think I think there's some people who um, are have crafted this and become incredibly good at sharing their story yeah. and sharing it in a way that that makes Jesus the hero of their story. And yeah. I think that's what's really important. What do you think about that? I, silly little little thing, but like if we're sitting here telling stories about Superman and we keep telling stories about Superman, eventually I'm going to try to tell a better story about Superman than you are. <laughs> 
Yeah. Just because, you know, you start to pick up on how you tell the story and then you pick apart like the things you don't like about the way that you tell the story about <laughs> Superman. Yeah. And so in that, even though Superman's the hero of the story, I'm still worried about myself telling the story. <laughs> and so as as the the third sta- the third person bystander who's talking about talking about how great Superman is, I'm still thinking about how how awesome am I that I'm telling this this story and, <laughs> and listen to how I'm telling the story. Yeah, yeah. I'm such a good yeah. storyteller. And we can do that with Jesus like mm-hmm. what we're talking about is how is God worked and moved and intervened in your life? Like yeah. where were you before God? Uh, what happened when you came to believe in God? Um, and what has happened in your life since then? Yeah. And I think you would. I think you'll be amazed um, that crafting your story um, and and sharing that with people with a sincere, sincere heart, and again with um, with Jesus being the hero, um, how effective uh, that is um, to uh, to bringing people to see who who God is and, and the yeah. value that, that's there. And uh, so that's one way we would encourage you is. Use your words, share your story. The second thing that I would say is use your hands and your feet. Mm-hmm. Like go out and serve people. Yeah. Go out and love on people. I, I, I can tell you firsthand, uh, in the last two days, <laughs> um, I've 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 had some pretty pretty interesting encounters with people, complete strangers. Mm-hmm. Um, there are needs all around us every day, almost every moment of every day. Like people who are hurting, people who are who are struggling, who need help. And um, just need love, like need are, are walking through just difficult seasons of life. To be an effective worship leader, I think we have to set, our, we have to put ourselves out there, um, and we have to be the hands and feet and go love, love on people. I heard this really cool quote, Rick Warren, who's a, a pastor at Saddleback Church out in California. Yeah, he said this. Uh, he said he talked kind of about, talked about the church as a whole. Um, he said. We're filling people's heads with so much material uh, that they couldn't possibly put it all into practice. And he said, <laughs> basically, what we're doing is we're creating classroom churches, yeah. um, where we're just we've we've said do this, do this, do this, do all these things. And he said, what we've done is like we've we've put we've filled them with so much stuff that people can't people are not going to go out and do all this. Yeah, it's 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 impossible to. Um, he said, "What what that's created? This classroom church culture has created is people with really big heads <laughs> and big butts. Um, yeah. But they people with very tiny hands and tiny feet and tiny hearts. And that just that just really struck me. I I, I think at the end of the day, if you were to ask, in fact, uh, we see it like in the Great Commandment, like what does Jesus want from us? Yeah." Does he want us to have tons of classroom education when it comes to the Bible? Yeah. Um, does he does he want us to to know a bunch of you know just a bunch of information about what it means to be a Christian? No, he wants us to go do it. Yeah, <laughs> like he wants us to go have big hands that are willing to give, feet that are willing to go, and hearts that are willing to just love on people. And so, um, so that's what we need to do as worship leaders. We need to be sharing and encouraging people, um, to have big hands, big feet, big hearts that, that are about people. Um, so use your words, use your hands and your feet. And then the third thing is, I I thought about this is use your mind. 
Yeah. Use your mind. The first thing that jumps out to me when I say use your mind, I think about our attitude. Um, how we how we respond to people, how we respond to situations. Yeah. What do we do as people when no one's around? Like what's our character look like? How do we treat people, um, not just like with our words, but how do we treat people with our actions? I thought immediately when I talk about like, okay, how do we share Jesus with people? We use our minds. What I immediately thought about was Philippians chapter 2. Um, when it says that we should have the same attitude as Christ Jesus, yeah. um, who was humble, mm-hmm. who was selfless, who took an interest in other people and, and went out of his way to to um, to care for people, yeah. and, and so that that when I t- think about using our mind, I think about our attitude, how we handle situations, our thoughts with with stuff, uh, and then the second aspect of that I thought about is is. Because I think this kind of falls in this category. Maybe I'm off, but I thought about our creativity. Yeah, how God designed us. Um, I think I think it's really cool that we do use music as one source um, to share Jesus with people. Um, I'm blown away like all the time at the the talent and the the way that people um, use music or they use their voices and 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 sometimes they do it. Sometimes it's people who don't even aren't even in the Christian world, right? Yeah. But I can I can listen to somebody, and, and and still my heart be drawn to Jesus. Who they're not necessarily singing Christian words or Christian lyrics. Uh, maybe it's actually like you know we've we've talked about before, like a composer like um, uh, John John Williams or Hans Zimmer. You know, like yeah, like. I can hear that stuff and just my my heart can be just so stirred for 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 yeah. Jesus because I, I I can sense the creativity yeah. that God placed those people to have and and creativity is is a sign of of that of, yeah. of God like so my mom was a behavior specialist mm-hmm. and I remember it was always like a win almost when when a kid would would draw something or like mm-hmm. when when a kid would would do something creative because yeah. when a kid's in a safe and and loved environment. Yeah, their energy goes towards positive things like their creativity. Uh-huh. But in a, in a bad environment, and when focused on the wrong things, that energy focus is is like hones in on anger, hmm. and on like like disability, like like mental mental constraints. Yeah, and uh, and so just like a, a creativity is is a sign of of walking in like walking with your father. Like, uh-huh. And I would say that's, that's a cool. Yeah, absolutely. Cool yeah, and I, I think and going back to like, when we, we we were made by the greatest creator of all time, um, of all time, like like <laughs> like like he's up. That's up for debate. Um, no, we were we were made by Creator God, um, and I, I, He made us creative to 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 go out and to do you tap into that. Yeah. Um, like you said, like yeah, if we're in a, an environment, if we're in a place, and, and we're walking with God in that. Create, our, our creativity is gonna gonna outflow from that, and that's gonna that's gonna that's gonna be used in all kinds of different ways, not just in the area of music, but but art and um and and even our our the things that we're passionate about and the ways that we serve. I I, I think of like organ an organization here uh, locally, uh, Tacos for Life. That it, it's such a creative concept um, in, in my mind um, that they would take like this something they're passionate about, which is really ultimately at the end of the day is about loving people and serving yeah. people, but they use tacos, you know, yeah. which is <laughs> amazing simple, yeah. um, um, to, 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 to accomplish that. And, 
and and that's such to me that that's a such a creative thought that it it wasn't just okay hey we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna just feed or serve the poor but we're gonna we're gonna bring a community in in to help us do these yeah. things and um, so stuff like that man just like fires me up to because it, it, that's that's a way that people are tapping into their creativity to love and to serve people and to point people to Jesus. And so, um, so, so these are, these are things that we, we think about when it comes to sharing. So use your words, use your hands and your feet, use your mind, share because there's value in, in that. Yeah. And, and it's easy to think about even in all of these things right here to think about ourselves. Yep. Um, but, but where the profound truth is, is that this is solely God's work in us? Yeah, and good. and like if 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 you are a follower of Jesus, and like we say all the time, <laughs> then then you are called to be a worship leader. Yep, and it's not even so much the choice as it's just a direct response to spending time with your Father. Yep, as you become a worship leader because the things you share change, the the way you speak changes, the way you use your hands and feet changes, mm. and and when you say that, like it makes me think about that. There's like art, like a, a challenge to you guys. Yeah. There's a question poised in the Bible, posed. Is it posed or poised? Po- posed. Posed. There's a question posed, hmm. of like how will we know your followers, Jesus? And he says, "Well, you'll know them by my love." Yeah. Um. And, and then like taking that and applying it to our two commandments, like <laughs> this the the two profound commandments that we have is yeah. love, love like God with all your heart. Yeah. And then love, love people as you love yourself. Well, for a lot of us, it's pretty true that, like, if we love people the way we love ourselves, we probably don't have, like, if you're like me, you don't have a lot of value to yourself. Hmm. And I don't love myself a lot. Hmm. And so why in the world would I spend time loving other people? Hmm. And so when God changes that, is is and and, and the, the reason we share something is because it adds value to us. The, here's the challenge is, is, is God adding value to your life? Hmm. Um, because... If that is, then 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 like the I think the most crazy thing you'll learn in the Bible is the simple song of like yes Jesus loves me yeah. why the Bible tells me so <laughs> and and because of that like like you don't become a screw up yeah. you you start finding your your passion and your purpose in Jesus yeah. as a, as a as a leader of and a pointer to Him the same way John the Baptist was yeah and so in turn you're gonna love other people solely because of what God's doing in you. And guess what? People start to notice is Jesus followers by how they love. Yeah. A full circle. I like it. I like it, man. So hopefully that's, uh, that's an encouragement to you guys today is take, make sure, make sure. I hope we hope and pray uh, that you want your life, um, to be marked by, uh, yes, being a worship leader, but more, even more importantly, that is you want to be someone who points just simply in all that you do is you want to point people to Jesus. You want to share Jesus um, with them by the way you love them and by the way you serve them and by the way you talk to them and by, by the way that you, uh, you're creative and by the way uh, you respond and all these different things. At the end of the day, though, it's, it's about us getting out of the way and letting Jesus be the hero. And yeah. so when you share, let Jesus be the hero. That's what it's all about. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, we have a new way for you guys to follow along and to keep up with what we're doing and uh, hopefully interact with us. Yeah. We found um, that you know for a long time we only had the the Gmail account, and um, that's great. Email's good, but 
for what we want to do. Really emails. Well, people email, but no, you're right. <laughs> for what we want to do, we 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 legitimately. I know we say this, but like we want this to be a community thing, and yeah. and so we want to interact with you guys, and and so we're gonna try to post um, on that Facebook page more often and ask questions and hopefully get some more feedback from you uh, we've been posting uh, some some like promo little promo yeah. um, clips from each episode and uh, that's been really really cool we've seen a lot of response to that and so uh, so follow along um, on our Facebook page it's uh, worship point podcast yeah uh, for that and then we still have the Gmail worship point podcast at gmail.com listen on SoundCloud iTunes and we're seven episodes in. Seven of them. And we're still asking because this really does help. I'm not I'm not exaggerating it. This is not just this plea to to get to get us highly rated or anything like that. Uh, I don't really really care about that. <laughs> but um to share if you if you find value in even what we're saying, yeah. Um we're not the ultimate value, but um if you do find value in what we're teaching or what we're talking through with this podcast, share that with people, please. Mm-hmm. Because uh, we we do want to build this community up, and in, be encouragers, and um, and then you know rate you can rate us, but um, even reviewing us or liking us on these platforms, it basically pushes the podcast up to be more visible yeah. for for other people outside of our circle to see that and and hopefully be able to listen to it and respond, and uh, so that's the reason why we ask you to do that. We appreciate you guys, all of you who uh, who tune in week in and week out uh, to this uh, to this thing and. Uh, we're ex- we're excited about some uh, we got some things in the works um, for future episodes uh, bringing in some guests and and just still talking through this um, it still at the end of the day this is still a new podcast it's it's brand new it's uh, we're in, still in the I still consider us to be in the baby stages and so we're learning some some tips and tricks and finding out more of uh, what you guys are into and what you want to hear and what you need to hear and um, and so that's that's what we want to be able to provide for you guys and so um, so thanks so much check out the Facebook if you if you have questions or want to email us uh, send us to the Gmail account I think that's all I got man do you have anything any any just words of wisdom you want to close us out with no <laughs> uh, I think we sh- I think we dumped we brain <laughs> we just brain dumped everything we we had uh, for the night so again guys have a great week. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. Here you go. Ducks seem to like me more when I have a slice of bread. <laughs> Wait, where? I'm just kidding. I already said bye, though. You're right. Bye. <laughs> bye. Bye.